be healthier. What a privilege to be in God's presence. Today is the last Sunday in the month of May. It's the last Sunday in the month of grace. It's the last Sunday in the month where it says miracle awaits you. So in that same manner, wherever you are, I want you to get into a posture today, this morning, this afternoon, or from whatever time zone you are joining us from. And let us get into a posture, one that is befitting of worship, one that is befitting of honor, one that is befitting of adoration to the King of Kings, to the I am that I am, to the rock of ages, the El Shaddai. Come on, I want you to raise it up to him wherever you are right now. I want you to begin to adore this God. We will first come, we will first enter his gates with thanksgiving in our heart. We will come into his courts with praise because today is a day he has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So wherever you are, I want you to take it up, take it up. Take it up to the lover of your soul. Take it up to the king of kings. Take it up to the I am that I am. We have not come to meet with man. We have not come to encounter man. He's the one we've come to meet with. He's the one we've come to honor. He's the one we've come to adore. He's the one we've come to worship. Only him deserves it. Only him is worthy of our praise. Only him is alone is worthy of our honor. Only him alone is worthy of our adoration. You see, saints, every deity, they demand worship. They demand service. They demand sacrifice according to how they want to be worshipped. So we have not come based on our own term. We have not come based on our own term. We have come based on his own terms this morning or this afternoon. So Lord, we bless your name. Oh, we magnify your name. Come on, come on, saints. I want you to begin to ponder. Begin to think about his goodness. Begin to think about his kindness. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Covenant keeping God. Covenant making God. Your covenant you will not break. Lord, you are too faithful to fail. Lord, you have never failed us yet. Lord, oh my God, you've not started on our account. Lord, we bless your name. We magnify your name. Oh, Isaiah 40, from verse 21 to 23. He says, have you not known her? Have you not heard her? Have you not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he that sits upon the circle of the earth and the inhabitants thereof as grasshoppers that stretched out the heaven as a curtain and spread them out as a tent to dwell in. He's the one that bringeth the princes to nothing. He maketh the judges of the earth as vanity. That's the God we serve. Come on, will somebody give him praise this morning? Huh? Oh, would you worship your God this morning? Huh? Oh, Shakatapala Gadadamandeha. Oh, we worship your name. Oh, Rikatapa Inamante. Oh, we bless your name. Oh, you sit upon the circles of the earth. Behold, the Bible says that heavens upon heavens cannot contain him. He made the earth his footstool. Oh, you that dwell beneath the wings of the cherubims. Oh, would you shine forth this morning, this afternoon, oh God. Oh, we worship your name. 
Oh, we worship your name. We worship your name. Come on, Saint Aha. Oh, do not lack words, Aha. You are in front of the lover of your soul. Oh, you are in front of your maker. Oh, do not lack words to say to him. Do not run out of words to say to him. His goodness looks good on us. Do not lack words to say to him. His goodness robs up on us. The Bible says that the steadfast love of our Lord God never sees it. Oh, his mercies never comes to an end. They are new every morning. Oh, somebody say, great is your faithfulness, oh God. Oh, great is your faithfulness, Father. Oh, great is your faithfulness, oh God. Oh, we bless your name, oh God. Come on, take it up. Oh, we bless your name, yes, Lord. Oh, we have come to meet with you, oh God. Oh, I don't know what you've come for. Oh, but we've not come for business as usual. Oh, I don't know why you've come. But we have come to meet with Yahweh. We have come to meet with him. And we enter this morning, this afternoon. We enter through the blood of the Lamb. We enter and come into the holies of holies. We enter through the blood of the Lamb. We have not come. We will not stay in the outer court. We are not satisfied to stay in the inner court. We want to enter deeper into the holies of holies. That's why we've come. That's why we've come. That's why we've come to meet with him, oh God. Oh, Shakatapa Inamandeha. Oh Lord, your living sacrifice is here, oh God. Come on, will you begin to say your living sacrifice is here? Oh Lord, I am your living sacrifice. Oh, you deserve all worship. Oh, your living sacrifice is here, oh God. Oh, your living sacrifice is here this morning, oh God. Oh Lord, I offer myself. Oh, as that living sacrifice. Lord, we have come to encounter you. Lord, we have come to meet with you. Lord, not our will, but your will be done. Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Lord, not our agenda, but your agenda be done. Lord, not our wisdom, but yours be done. Lord, we enthrone you in our midst today. Lord, we enthrone you in our service today. Lord, in that clusters. Lord, in the broadcast centers. Lord, in that home. Lord, we enthrone you, O God. Oh, we enthrone you, O God. Oh, we enthrone you, O God. Oh, we enthrone you today. Come on, Satan. Oh, begin to enthrone him. Oh, begin to enthrone him. Oh, Shakatapa Inamandeha. Oh, Lord, we make you bigger. Oh, we make your name greater. Lord, in this place today. Oh, we make your name great, oh God. Oh, Lord, we make room for you, oh God. Oh, Shakatapa Legede Oh Lord, we are tired of the barest minimum, oh God. Oh, we're tired of the barest minimum, oh God. We are tired of the status quo, oh God. Oh Lord, that's why we've come. I don't know how many of you have come today for an encounter. Oh, he's waiting, he's waiting. Don't keep him waiting. Oh, he's waiting for you. Do not keep him waiting. How many of us are tired of the status quo? How many of us are tired of the barest minimum? 
There's got to be more. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. Lord, that's why we've come. That's why we do this daily. Lord, we have not come to fulfill our righteousness. We have not come just because. We have not come. Oh, man, the ikata We've come because there's got to be more, oh God. Oh, shakata Oh, there's got to be more. Oh, there's got to be more. Oh, wherever you are, would you begin to say, Lord, let every name fade away, oh God. Oh, in our service today, Lord, in our lives, Lord, let every other name fade away. Lord, till there's only you. Lord, till your name alone be highly exalted. Lord, let every other name let it fade away today, oh God. Lord, whatever it is, this word says, for he has been given a name far highly exalted above every other name that at the mention of name, every knee bows. I don't know what you've come with today. As long as he has a name, there is a name above every other name. And at the mention of that name, Every knee bows, uh, every tongue confesses uh, that Je Jesus is Lord. Uh. Oh, Jesus, we bless your name, oh God. Uh. Oh, yes, Lord God. Let all the other names fade away. 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 Let all the other names fade, fade away. Oh, let all the other names. Let all the other names fade away. Let all the other names. Let all the other names fade away. Father, we enthrone you today. We declare that you are God and no other. Yes, Lord. The one true God. The Holy One. We choose you, God. We choose you today as our only God. Oh, as every other name fades away. You God, as every other name fades away, you are God, as every other name fades away, you are God, as every other name fades away, you are God. The name fades away. You are God. Tell him 
very other name fades away. You are God. As every other name fades away. You are God. We declare as every other name fades away. You are God. As every other name fades away. Yeah. You are God. We declare as every other name fades away. You are God. You are God. 
He's like oil. He's like the wind. He's like the rain. He's like fire. He's like fire. He's like oil. He's like he's like the wind. He's like the rain. He's like fire. He's like fire. He's like oil. He's like the wind. He's like the rain. He's like the Come like oh. 
rushing wind, yeah, like a wave of fire. However you want, yes, God, yeah. However you want, so come like a rushing wind, like a wave of fire, like a wave of fire. However you want, however yes, you want, would you come? However you want, however oh, you want, so come like a rushing wind. Like a wave of fire, however you want, however you want, however you want, however you want, oh, come like a rushing wind, oh, like a wave of fire, however you want, however you want. Jesus, we must have you, Jesus. 
we remain in him he is all we should want he is all we should desire we must have you Jesus you are worth far more than rubies far more than gold he is you are all that we want you are all that we need We do not want to be far from you, oh God. Oh God, oh God. We don't want to be far from you, oh God. Draw us close to you. Draw us near to you, oh God. Cause us to remain in you. In the name of Jesus. Cause us to remain in you, O oh God. This is our desire. Oh God, 
ask Him to fill you up. Libanduruboshaba ilaradasi kairai 
From wherever you are, I want you to just speak in the language of the Spirit. Badira usubarakanda Bilaru subashikairadarasiyal Mera otsubaraye Balaru sukubashikayai Tari indemo sorodo siba Abba, Tabari ikiandere da usabane de ashekaye Libaradado sika anderialo subarai Waradadati Abba come and visit us Abba come and visit us Andada usubarae sharadai Ola ubarati kana. Onanal, iena oko shaba ira usibanadai. Those who hunger and thirst. Do you hunger and thirst? Itabasula andu Mete de Isharai Ora Kobashial. Or have you become tired of hungering and thirsting? 
For those who may have grown tired, Father, refresh and restore. Refresh their souls and restore a hunger. Give them the desire for more. For those that are not tired of hungering and thirst, hunger and thirst after him this morning, this afternoon. Show him that you are hungry and thirsty for him. Spirit of the living God, we acknowledge you. We honor your presence. Hover over us, Lord. However you want. However you want, Lord, come and visit us. As they are staring the pool, Lord, I jump in. Lord, 
Whatever you need today, I want you to imagine it. Whatever you need, I want you to imagine it. And stretch forth your hand to the Lord to take it. Breath of God blow. Wind of the Spirit. Reach wherever we may be. Spread across reach, Lord. Wind of God, blow. Sovereign God, however you want, Lord. Baleta to Saraye Obaye Sharae Kanama Suba Subarae Siba Ashurae Oshobae La Rosibae Yikaira Shandarada Spirit of God Barid Kato Sharae Balada Sikiaraye Banduru Shadadad Spirit of the Sovereign God Larita Bashubaraye Barika to Shabaye la dati si bae maro sharara ikarara 
Spirit of the Sovereign God. Spirit of the Sovereign God, come and make your presence known. Reveal the glory of the risen King. Reveal the glory of the risen King. Help me sing, Spirit of Living God. Just for a few minutes, keep going. Baruch Sharada Seal Rati Basura Yekalar Barada Shela Redesi Makora Antu Balara Sikaye Mekoro Sharada Silabai Uda Usara Itabaya the reason king spirit of the sovereign god come and make 
your presence known reveal the glory of the risen king spirit of the sovereign lord come and make your presence known reveal the glory of the risen king spirit of the sovereign lord come and make your presence known reveal the glory of the risen King. Spirit of the Sovereign Lord, come and make your presence known, reveal the glory of the risen King. Spirit of the Sovereign Lord, come and make your presence known, reveal the glory of the risen King. I want everyone to stretch their hands as the song is going. The Sovereign Lord, come Just stretch your hands to heaven. Your presence known reveal the glory of the risen King. And ask the Father to reveal the glory of the Spirit risen King. Spirit of the Sovereign Lord, come and make your presence known reveal the glory of the risen King. Spirit of the Sovereign Lord, come and make your presence known, reveal the glory of the risen King. Spirit of the Sovereign Lord, come and make your presence known, reveal the glory of Salabahadine Nundosh Kabadi Dehla Sibaladosh Devedebeli Nandaraba Askitete. If you can lift up your voices and pray in the Holy Spirit this afternoon for a few moments. Come on, lift your voice, somebody. Lift your voice. Zevre dobo si prenanda bra atunende bra atoria kabahade. Zevede boro sinanda rabahadie koroboho sadai. Zevede boro kurian tarabahadie ko sabaradai. 
Sebaradai, sebaradai, sebaradiantara bahadiakailai. Aikotomaila, ipeletonde iskatai. Suriantai, kabariantai, kobayayai. Jivaraba, soriatai. Kikunien suprenande pre italiakwa. Lord, we yield to you. We surrender to you. Come on, tell him somebody. I want to hear somebody in this room. God, we yield to you. We surrender. Come on, lift your voice and pray in the Holy Ghost. We surrender to you. We align with you in this moment. We defer to you. We defer to you. We defer to you. Come on, I want to hear you. 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 This isn't personal. This is corporate. So lift up your voice. This is not just you and God. This is a corporate transaction. We surrender. We defer. We decrease that you may increase. Shatwale koma aboritaman seketeba unto you be all glory, honor, and power. Father, in the eyes of the world, we may not be much individually or collectively. But we are all we have to offer. If you're looking for a vessel in this moment, find us. If you're recruiting, Lord, a vessel in this moment, find us. We surrender to you. As a people, we surrender to you. We give you our hearts. We give you our souls. We live for you alone. Every breath that we take and every moment that we exist. Have your way to the glory of the Father. In the moment, like Malachi says, where you make up your jewels, let us be found among the number. As you recruit in this season, we apply. Find expression in us. Find expression in us. We give you thanks and praise. In the awesome name of Jesus. Now somebody clap your hands, oh you people. And shout unto God. Come on with the voice of triumph. I said shout to God with a voice of triumph. We lift his name on high. Grab a seat somebody, grab a seat. Um, I've grabbed mine. As you probably can tell. Amen. Amen.
Um, this morning, afternoon, evening, whatever part of the world you're in, is not going to be quote unquote church as usual, as you can probably tell by how we are set out and laid out. Um, thank you. We can shut that down. Uh, I want to have a conversation. Somebody say a conversation. Um, I feel in my heart that the Lord wants to have a conversation with us. By the way, my name is Israel Olumide Siave. It is my honor, my privilege to welcome you to our Sunday worship gathering here at Kingdom Culture Worship Assembly, wherever part of the world you are at, whether you are watching us online or you are at an embassy building or a cluster group center, you are welcome to the presence of the Lord. And I think you've picked a very good day to be in the house of the Lord. First of all, David would have us know that he was glad when it was said to him to come to the house of the Lord. And uh, I am still glad when I get to go to the house of the Lord. I said, I am still glad when I get to go to the house of the Lord. Anybody in the room and online with me, I said, I am still glad when I get to go to the house of the Lord. There are places in the world today where people don't get to go to the house of the Lord. Uh, and there's one thing that the panoramic, a.k.a. pandemic, hopefully taught you was to have an appreciation and a value for being able to worship with God corporately. Uh, and having screamed for two years about how our freedoms were being trampled on, uh, I'm watching the body of Christ with one eye in this season as some of the same people who complained that the government was trampling their freedoms, now that they have those freedoms back, are not exercising them. But it is what it is, isn't it? Um, so a good place to start today would be this. First of all, starting tomorrow, um, well, pretty much at midnight today going into tomorrow, uh, we go into our third consecration journey of 2022. Now, this is shorter than normal because it's going to be more intense than normal. Uh, seven days of fasting and prayer as a journey of consecration themed the brightness of our rising from Monday the 30th of May to Sunday the 5th of June. We are going to be gathering to pray at 12 noon and 7 p.m. daily. So for those of you who uh, were ambiguous about the instruction, the, the gap and the altar are both quoting and quote uh, well, when I say compulsory, it's not really compulsory. You know, you got a, you got some choice, but are prescribed and um, authorized. That's the wrong word. Help me out. Shall I help me? English is in my first language. Um, Pastor Liz, help me. Um, endorsed as the daily gatherings for the prosecution of this consecration journey. Uh, I must confess that I have noticed something which was not surprising, although it was a little bit disappointing, which was that coming off the last consecration journey, there seems to have been a lull in the energy around the house. It's almost like, oh, well, we, we did so well, so let's, uh, let's, you know, and breaks are needed. I took a break. I'm not talking about a physical break. I'm talking about a spiritual energy. For instance, even while I was on my quote-unquote uh, uh, break, I was, I was snooping around on the prayer watch lines, uh, and I was kind of disappointed to notice that there was a drop-off in engagement. And the one time that I did lead prayer during that period, I tested it, 
I came on unannounced. And then the moment it was announced that I was on, all of a sudden the numbers doubled. And that kind of broke my heart. Um, because I believe that as a house, as a people, as a community, online community of faith, even those of you who are part of other spiritual uh, families who are part of the kingdom culture collective, uh, that the time has come to discern the dealings of God and place value on them beyond the force of personality that has driven the body of Christ for so long. As I've been dealing with the Lord in prayer the last few years uh, about the journey we've taken as a house, the journey I've taken as both a believer and a minister, one of the things God's been at pains to make clear to me is that woven into the the errors and human decisions that may not have been the best in both my journey personally and our journey as a house have been a theme of divine providence, which is to disabuse us from the error that has permeated the church in the last century. Uh, many of you will remember the prophetic word I gave, I think it was in March, or was it April, or oh, no, I'm sorry, February, uh, about a, a prayer walk I had with the Lord where the Holy Ghost hijacked and began to speak to me as clearly as I hear my voice now through these speakers. Uh, I call it the avatar conversation. Now, like I told you yesterday at the um, the Congress, by the way, can we put our hands together for the Lord for, for yesterday at the Congress and just celebrate uh, Bishop Bob Alonga and Dr. Edward Addison for the wisdom and the grace that they brought and they poured out. You know, several of my peers and mentees have asked me over the years when we have conferences or events, why I don't, they say, say there's nobody from our generation or there are not as many people from our generation on the flyer as we would like so we can relate. My answer was, um, it's not about whether or not you can relate. It's about whether or not there is wisdom and grace being poured out. You will notice that um, when, we, when, I, when I'm responsible for putting together events, there is an imbalance, it seems, in the aged generation, quote-unquote, to the upcoming generation. And my answer simply is this. Um, why would I go through all the trouble and finance to put together a conference or an event so that we can relate with each other? Right? We can relate with each other on a daily basis, can't we? Um, I believe in drinking at the well of those who have gone before me. It's how I run my life. It's how I've lived my life. And I would, I would commend you to the same. Surround yourself with people who know what you don't, have been where you have not been, and have what you don't. There is comfort in uniformity. There is value in difference. There is comfort in uniformity. There is value in difference. You don't pay your friends to be your friends, do you? But you pay your lawyer, your bank, your accountant. You pay people who can do what you can't. You pay people who can bring to you what you don't have. And I think our generation would do well to learn. There is no point in celebrating our greatness with ourselves at the expense of what we do not have that we can get. And to Dr. Edward and Bishop Bob, thank you so much, sirs, for taking out the time to be with us yesterday. We honor and we celebrate you. But going back, I, I made reference to the conversation I had with the Lord where he said to me that this was a season where he was recruiting avatars. 
And like I said yesterday, when I said that recently, Tony said, like, Moon Knight. And I was like, oh, what's a Moon Knight? Um, I must confess that I wasn't even aware that there was such a thing called Moon Knight. But after Tony said it to me twice, I took the time to go watch the series. And, you know, that's kind of how I am. I do things in chunks. And so over 48 hours, I watched all six episodes of, uh, is it a, it's Disney, isn't it? The Disney streaming service. And I marveled at how, like the Bible says, the children of this world are usually wiser in their generation than the children of light. And if you haven't had the privilege of watching Moon Knight, let me summarize it for you. Um, by the way, please watch it with a filter if you're a Christian. We need to learn to spit, chew the meat and spit out the bones because usually embedded in such things is an agenda. I agree to my conservative friends who are always reminding me that the secular media has an agenda. Like everybody has an agenda, right? The church has an agenda, doesn't it? True. We have an agenda, which is to get the world to know Jesus. And so the fact that something has an agenda doesn't mean there's nothing to learn or be informed by it. Go in with the filter to the agenda that you don't believe in, but don't dismiss sources of media or education simply because they have an agenda, because the ones you were told were kosher also have an agenda. Amen. Well, it's the story of a pantheon of Egyptian gods called the Inyad, which is historically correct, by the way, if you do your research, and how these gods supposedly got upset with humankind because we weren't worshiping them. Thank God our God, Yahweh, doesn't think the same way. If, if, if Yahweh ever decided to skip town because we weren't worshiping him correctly, oh Lord. And so instead of their direct involvement in the world of men, they delegated that responsibility to a group of human beings called avatars. Someone say avatars. Now, an avatar is not simply the picture you put up on your social media profile. The understanding of that was that a bigger entity can imbue a representative with its likeness and essence. So yes, your social media picture can be your avatar in that that's how we relate with you on social media. It represents you. And this was amazingly consistent with the conversation I had with God that day. Because unknown to me, I didn't know the movie even, or the, the series even existed. He says, I'm recruiting avatars. And of course, there is one rogue God called Konshu <laughs> who decides that he's not going to leave the realm of men altogether and that he will imbue his avatar, but also on a daily basis, connect with, instruct, direct, and empower said avatar to accomplish his agenda of vengeance in the world of men. And so this avatar is able to see the physical form of his God, interact with him, and over time, it exacerbates his mental fragility because the God whose avatar he is, is quite frankly a dodgy character. And I began to remember that conversation I had with the Lord. 
And the first thing he said to me as I watched that series was, he said, son, I am not Khonshu. I thought, duh, of course you're not. He says, no, chew on that for a second. I'm not a fallen angel masquerading as a god because all the pantheons, Greek, Roman, Egyptian, Mayan, every quote unquote historical mythology of a god pantheon is simply a group of fallen angels masquerading as deities, right? But as I began to show him what he meant, it hit me. First of all, like he said to me that night, and I repeat, no one human being can on his or her own be an exhaustive avatar of the God called Yahweh. Hear me. Is, it, is this my camera? No one human being is able to exhaustively avatarize the essence of the God of all creation. One falling, one falling demon or angel, sorry, broke the mind of his avatar over time by his influence. Can you imagine the effect it would have on any one human being if they were tasked with handling the full infinite weight of the God of heaven and earth? Unfortunately, we have come close to seeing this because throughout the Bible and church history, is littered a trail of near disaster to human beings who try to bear the weight of the body of Christ assignment, body of Christ assignment on one or two human beings. We see Moses who misses out on eternal purpose under the pressure of having to carry the dealings of God that an entire nation was supposed to carry. Are you hearing me, somebody? The second thing I began to understand was, while this fallen angel masquerading as a god, Konju, was a manipulator, a... That's what I'm looking for now. A user of his avatar. Holy said to me, son, I don't work the same way. I will not manipulate you. I will not prioritize my agenda over your free will. You will give me all of you, or I will use none of you. I will not take from you what I need to fulfill my purpose. I want you all. Thirdly, 
I'm coming to the Bible in a second for those of you who are wondering, is he just narrating a movie to us today? No, 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 no. Just laying the foundation. We're just talking, right, Talia? Just having a chat. Got my mug, having a chat. I see yours. I think mine's nicer. Um, this falling god or angel masquerading as a god found mileage in the brokenness of his avatar. In the series, this man has literal multiple personality disorder, literal. He's literally a fractured soul. I think that's what Tony, that's when Tony, the last time he told me, go, well, he didn't tell me go watch money. He kept saying Moon Knight was when we spoke about the fractured soul a few weeks ago at the quorum. This man literally had a fractured soul. He literally was two personalities living in one body uh, with completely different perspectives of reality. And by the time the movie ended, there was a third personality. And this God, quote unquote God, took advantage of that brokenness to keep this individual under his control and further his agenda. And the Lord said to me something that he said to me years ago, which I preached. You might have heard me say this several times. That you can tell a lot about the personality of a deity by the way he demands to be worshipped. Every avatar will eventually take on the personality of their deity. He said to me, son, while the devil may need your brokenness to use you. And literally that's, Satan needs the brokenness of an 18 year old to go buy two assault style semi-automatic weapons, supposedly, because by the way, can I, can I address this today? Because I've been keeping quiet, you know, y'all know me, but I just, I, I didn't want trouble, but, but really, so you are that poor. It is because you are poor that you could afford two semi-automatic weapons. Y'all think we're stupid, eh? Because you were bullied by your mates. You go and shoot children. Ladies and gentlemen, we're dealing with avatars. Human beings under the influence of unseen puppet masters. And so when both the church and the world remove the politics from the situation... And the narratives on both sides. Because I'm sick and tired of Christians telling me about the mainstream media's narrative. Last time I checked, Fox was mainstream media. It's the second biggest media corporation in the world. And if you put it together with Sky News in Australia and the UK, it is the biggest media corporation in the world under the control of a man called Rupert Murdoch, who is the biggest media mogul in... So how do you tell me that is not mainstream media? Can we wake up and stop being used as pawns? Oh, CNN has an agenda. Yes, I agree they do. So does Fox News. And neither of them is biblical. And like I keep saying, I'm not called as an apostle to police the world. 
I'm called to police the church because the Bible says if my people called by my name will humble them so the problems in the world are not because the world is the world the world has always and will always be the world if there is disaster on the planet it is because the church is out of alignment and so when the church starts fixing its issues and stops pointing hypocritical fingers at the issues in the world we will see transformation every human rebellion or human depravity throughout history according to the bible can be traced to a divine rebellion adam and eve didn't fall till a serpent fell the world did not become a place of chaos perversion and murder till the angels fell the tower of babel didn't happen without the influence of a council of heaven behind the scenes so every time you see broken humanity on display it's an example of avatarization. Every time you display broken humanity, hello. How many of you know that you have spiritual multiple personality disorder? Be honest with me. How many of you have come to the conclusion that there are two people living inside you? Oh, you want me to open Romans chapter 7? Let's go there. Romans 7. Let's go to Romans 7, shall we? I, oh, I came, I came, I came for deliverance, yours and mine. And deliverance we shall receive. Romans chapter 7, shall we go there? Let's go to the blue letter Bible.org, please. Actually, no, 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 I want this in, uh, I want this in the Berrien Study Bible so y'all can see it. So let's go to Bible Hub so that you can see it in language that you understand. So what does this have to do with the brightness of horizon? Relax. Someone say, slow your roll. Ten will say, slow down. He's coming. Romans chapter 7. This was written by an apostle. Someone say an apostle. A stool belonging to a poor. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I just love you. I love you. I think I should sit down when I preach more often. This is nice. This is fun. I feel more relaxed. I feel like I can share my heart. I don't have to be in character. Romans chapter 7. Let's go to the Berea Study Bible. Verse 1 starts by telling us that the law only has authority over a man as long as the man lives. Someone say the man lives. It compares it to the authority that a spouse has over the other in marriage. In essence, the original agenda of God was that marriage was for life, or is for life, and I believe that strongly. But God understood how horrible human beings were and gave certain caveats in scripture to that. But this is the original agenda. She's bound but free if the spouse dies. In verse 4, he then says that we died to the law through the body of Christ. Notice it doesn't say through the death of Christ. Let me check. Let me just be sure what translation we are. Yeah, we're based on the Bible. Notice it doesn't say through the death of Christ. It says through the what? Body. 
I mean, we realize that you did not die to the law when you got saved. Hello. I'm not the only one who sinned within 24 hours of getting saved. Surely I can't be the only sinner in this place who, after the most exhilarating transactions of glory in my life, found myself being drawn down into my base nature shortly after. I told you of my story how for years I would lay hands on people. And, now, but by the way, this was long before I became, before kingdom culture started. So you all are safe. I'm talking about 20 years ago, right? How I would lay hands on people on a Sunday morning and then lay hands on myself on a Sunday evening. Okay. We die to the law through the what? Someone say the body. Let's look at this in the King James. King James says, we are become dead to the law by the body. Someone say by the body. Someone say by the body. Say by the body. Now let, let, let's skip over to the blue letter Bible.org so that we can look at this in the, in the Greek. Yeah, it wouldn't be a sat or standing. We will look at the Greek. Right? Let's look at this in the Greek. Romans chapter 7. Are you all with me? Are you guys with me today? Holla at me. Holla at me. All right. Romans chapter 7. Let's look at this in the interlinear. So the Greek phrase is this, wherefore my brethren, hoste mu, actually no, this is the reverse interlinear. Let's look at this the, the, from the Greek to the Hebrew, not from the, from the Greek to the English. So hoste adelphus mu, kai himesis thanato. So you, therefore my brethren, you are become dead, right? To the law, the word there is nomos, which means norms, right? Someone say nomos norms, the, the way things usually go, right? By the soma. Someone say soma. Now, let's look at the word by, first of all. In essence, it's saying by. So, it's what dia, from which you get diaphragm, diagnosis, right? Now, dia means through. Someone say through. Because of, for the sake of, in, with, by the means of, the ground or reason by which something is or is not done. Can you see that on the screen? Okay, on account of. Now the definition says, a primary preposition denoting the channel of an act through, in bracket, in very wide applications, local, causal, or occasional, after, always, among, act, to avoid, because of, briefly, by, in essence, basically, this thing is happening because of this or is happening at the occasion of this or this is the rationale for it or the method by which it happens. Does that make sense? You see how poor English is that it takes entire paragraphs to explain a three-letter word in Greek. Hello. So for those who keep saying, well, just preach the Bible. I, I can't preach the Bible without explaining to you the original intent 
of what the person who wrote it in that language meant. Okay, let's keep moving. So that's by. Let's look at the word body, the word soma. Someone say soma. It will interest you to know that it is this same body. Uh, I think I'm in the wrong verse. Yes, it is this same word soma used in Romans chapter 12. When it says that we should present our bodies a living sacrifice. What soma means, the body both of men or animals, listen, a dead body or corpse, a living body, so this is the way it's used in the Bible, the bodies of planets and stars, used of a small number of men closely united into one society or family as it was a social, mystical, or ethical body, uh, that which casts a shadow, listen, as distinguished from the shadow itself. Now, the literal definition in the Greek says the body as a sound hole used in a very wide application, literally or figuratively, bodily body slave. Now, we're told it's from this word, so let's look at its root word, shall we? The root word for soma is the word sozo. Hmm. Which means to save keep safe and sound, to rescue from danger or destruction. Basically, the word we use when we talk about salvation in the New Testament, the salvation of Christ. So where are you going with this? Stick with me, stick with me. Just trying to build a case. So the Bible says here that we are dead to the law by the soma of Christ or through the soma of Christ, or because of the soma of Christ, right? That's what dire. Colon, that we should be married to another. In essence, Tilaya, you and I only ever truly die to the flesh when we are a valuable component of the body of Christ. There is no vacuum in the spectrum of avatarization. You will at any one point in time be something's avatar. And when we were under the law, we were the avatars of darkness. Paul tells us in Romans 7. If you read further down the verse, he talks about this, this, this quote-unquote uh, schizophrenic situation. He says, the things I want to do, I do not. The things I don't want to do, I find myself doing. He then goes on to say, who will save me from this wicked soma of death? So there are two somas here. Two bodies, one of Christ and one of death. And Paul says, listen, after salvation, he became schizophrenic. Surely I'm the only one who realized that I was a horrible, I was more horrible after getting saved than I was before. Am I the only one who had that experience? That 
it seemed like I became worse when I got born again. Because I was completely in a, unaware of the depravity of my condition pre-salvation. When I got saved, the seed of the summer of Christ was put on the inside of me and then began a war. Let me give you an example. Who here has ever had God tell you stop doing something? Something that wasn't necessarily a Ten Commandments sin. Do you notice how destructive to your walk with God that instruction became? Because there was nothing wrong with you doing the thing before. But when God says stop it, all of a sudden you realize you can't stop it. And now you feel like a horrible person because you know you're disobeying God. And you wonder why you can't stop something so insignificant. Why you can't give away that shoe? Hello, somebody. Why you can't break up with that person? You didn't even like them before. You're just, man Pastor Tose, you're just managing them, right? You're just... All of a sudden, you know, you know what happened? You know what happened? Your split personality that was hiding made an appearance. The part of you that was an avatar for something else was exposed. Now you know why God asked you to stop that thing. You get it now. That's what avatarization looks like. When something takes a hold of you and bypasses logic and makes you an expression for its mind, heart, perspective, and reality. So when Paul tells in Romans 12, present your soma a living sacrifice it hit me all of a sudden he was saying i'm asking for you to be my avatar present your body a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto god this is your reasonable act of worship in essence tony being an avatar is not for deep people it's the very purpose of your salvation Anything less than avatarization is a waste of Calvary. We saw Soma come from Sozo, right? Talk to me, somebody. God says, your reasonable sacrifice. So what it was to be, to offer a ram or a bull in ancient Israel, God is saying, Pastor Tosin, you becoming his avatar is reasonable not deep not special is reasonable and that is the only way you break out of avatarization from the other side something will make you its avatar so we don't die to the law by becoming born again we die to the law by becoming the body of Christ it is your taking your place in being part of the global avatar that kills the agenda of sin and the law in your life 
there is a displacement. There is no middle ground. You are free from the law of sin to the extent you have surrendered to be an avatar to the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And so Satan in previous generations taught us, I'm telling you about agendas, right? CNN has an agenda. Let me expose the agenda from the pulpit over the last hundred years. Which is that you put a man or woman, you pay his salary, or sometimes you don't even bother paying his sal or her salary, and you put her in a pulpit, put a mic in his or her hand, buy them a piece of property, or you don't even buy them a piece of property, called a parsonage, and you tell them, you be God's avatar, like Moses. You be the priest. You go up into the mountain. You surrender your life to Christ so we can be the avatar of every other demonic being called greed and mammon and sexual perversion, but we can claim to be born again we can come once a week and put our five pounds or not in the collection and satisfy our conscience we can claim to be called to the marketplace but what really mean is we are the avatar of the god of the marketplace we we live our lives trying to rise up that ladder please that world we give it nine to five five days a week and argue about giving god 90 minutes on a sunday we make our decisions based on what will further our rise in that system and what we can get from that system. We, we come to church and leave churches based on whether or not there is a readily available source of mates or spouses. Hello. And for a generation, God has passed judgment on that philosophy by the presence or lack thereof of his authority on the church. Let's get back to Moon Knight, shall we? One fallen angel called a god, quote unquote, broke the mind of his avatar. And we wonder why the minds of the few men and women who have volunteered to attempt to be avatars of Yahweh have almost been broken in this last season. And so when we then begin to talk about the brightness of arising, the betrayal of our carnality is that many of us say, oh, it's my time to blow finally. Many of you are just excited now about God signing off on your journey of carnality. You are interpreting the prophecy to me. Now you will blow in your chosen direction or carnal humanism. If you're a pastor, now your church will explode while you pursue your aggrandizement. If you're a single man or woman, now you will find your bay or boo according to your list. If you worship at the altar of mammon, now God will sign off while mammon brings you loads of cash. But the devil is a liar.
throughout scripture, the concept of a bokar has always been what Isaiah tells us. Arise, shine. Why? Your light has come. It's your bokar, right? For what reason? And the glory of the Lord. Someone say the glory of the Lord. Is risen upon you. Do you understand what that means? The weight, the essence, the personality, the nature, the, 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 the gravity of who God is, how he thinks, and what's important to him will now rest on you. Somebody ask your neighbor, are you ready? I was meditating on this day before yesterday in the afternoon. I was trying to get a nap, but had poor sleep the night before, little to no sleep. Uh, and I had the first prophetic encounter I've had in a month. Jesus walked into my room and sat in my bed. Now I must confess to you, um, I, you know, I, this past month I, 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 I've been on a break. Can, can, can I? Can I, can I be real? Can I be honest? Just being honest, I haven't necessarily kept my, my standard of, um, you know, my, you know, you know, that, you know that schedule I told you all about? Uh, we didn't kind of keep it in May. I, I, I said, Lord, I need a break. I, can, I, can I just be normal for a few weeks? You know, so I, I did a bit more eating, a little less praying, quote and unquote. And he walked into the room and sat on my bed. And I documented what he said to me. He said, son, I beseech you to present your body a living sacrifice, AKA be my father's avatar. He then said, June is the month to seek me. Hosea 10, 12, in bracket, break up your fallow ground, sow in righteousness, reap in mercy. Time to seek the Lord. Psalm 103, 12, the time to favor Zion, yea, the said time is come. For in the days of my power, my avatars must be willing. Said a few other things which are between me and him. And then he asked me to enter into a contract. Yeah. Well, this was nice, actually. Because this time he asked me for my demands. Pardon? You, you, you have to, for, well, you, you, actually you were part of my contract, but I, 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 I admonish you to make yours. For the first time in 32 and a half years of walking with the Lord, 32 years and a few months, it's not half yet, of walking with the Lord, he said, son, what are your demands? 
I said, what do you mean? He said, before you were a servant. Now you're an avatar. So you have the right to negotiate your contract. I'm trying to explain to you that I am not talking about you just serving God. Mm -mm. No. That was never what he wanted from humanity. In Genesis 1, he said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, have dominion. He then says he blessed them. Or he says he blessed them saying, and I've taught you before, the word bless in the Hebrew is what? Barak, which means what? To salute. He, quote unquote, bowed to Adam. You know what he was saying? Be my avatar in the earth. Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Colon and let them have the humanity's entire existence was to be an avatar. We were never designed to have a life we cut into pieces and then give God a spiritual life to be a part of that life. And when he employed the first avatar, he made a deal with him. This is where you will live. This is what you will eat. These are the authorities and powers I will give you. We see that in Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. These are the resources you will enjoy. He then said to me, well, he, he didn't say this to me verbally. It, this one came from the inside during the encounter. And so I said it out. Something hit me in my spirit, so I verbalized it in the first person. But this thought did not originate in me. It, it, a fully formed sentence was literally put in my spirit. From today, it will no longer be me anointed by you. It will be you indwelling my faculties. Because that is the difference between a servant and an avatar. A servant is, in essence, God, you anoint me. Then I will do what I think should be done. He was saying, son, if we, if we strike this deal today, that balance changes. In essence, you're literally signing up for the godly version of possession. We now move at your instance using my faculties, not at my instance using your anointing. The other things he shared with me, which I don't have time for today, for, you know, Tony, for instance, the suit. 
in Moon Knight. There's a, is a, is a, according to the Lord, was a carbon copy of a spiritual reality called the armor of God. The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shield of faith, the footwear of the gospel of the peace, and the sword of the Logos, the spirit. So there's, there's a uniform, but, 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 but we digress. That's not where we're going today. So, so why, why, why are you saying this to us today? I'm telling you that according to heaven, June has been set aside to be the month of induction into this process. And I must confess to you, I don't feel ready. Phys- I was telling Patty the other day, I feel tired. I feel drained. I just, I want to take a three-month, vo- I want to go to Bahamas and just drink coconut water for three months. Forget this, this, you know, prayer culture business, you know. I'm just being honest with you. Forget this preaching nonsense. I just, can, can I just enjoy, but the time to favor Zion has come, like he said to me. Therefore, Hosea 10, you must break up your follow ground there are things in us we must plow before he can deposit stuff on us are you hearing me And I now have an undeletable analogy burnt into my brain that I wish I didn't. Which is that of a witch doctor. That a man can be the avatar for a demon over a community. Like Simon the sorcerer. The Bible says he held Samaria bound in his thrall because everybody thought he was a wonder. That one man, listen, indwelt by a demonic beast can can affect the ecosystem of an entire geography and take on the fallen nature of this demon. Have ten wives because the demon is perverse. Kill innocent children because the demon is dastardly. You insult him in the market and he puts a curse on your genealogy because he is vindictive. What would it look like if every city had a godly witch doctor who was the avatar of the one we say is the creator of the universe? Loving, forgiving, compassionate. but also powerful, anointed, and just, an enforcer of justice. You know why we don't? And I'm speaking from experience because I'll be honest with you, the last week has been the hardest week of my life in a long time. You know why? Because a week ago, God said, okay, son, holiday is over. It's time to get back to work. And I realized how hard it was, Pastor T, to get back into my routine. Ish. It's in his heart, though. I I developed a lot more compassion 
for people who struggle with consecration over the last week. That you can sit and stare at a clock and know it's time to pray. And the thing, the, your evil twin who is an avatar of the flesh will say, we will do anything but pray. Anything but pray. We, we will check news. Hey, yeah, they are shooting people again. God says God say it's a lie. God says it's a lie. You're not, you're not unhappy. It's not, it's not that you want to see. No, you just don't want to pray. You know what I'm saying? It's 11 p.m. It's time to pray. Oh, I'm sleepy. And Lord, you know, I didn't sleep well last night. So, But on your way to sleep, something pops up on YouTube. And two hours. So you didn't need to sleep. Hello, somebody. I see. I, I, I know I'm the only sinner in this room, so it's fine. I had for days a taste of what it felt like again, because there was a period of my life when I was like that. That war between the two twins of my inner nature who were each an avatar of the other, or an avatar of something. Very rarely is God presented in scripture as the opposite of Satan. I don't think, I can't think of one scripture to be honest, as I sit, but maybe there is one, but very rarely, you know what he's presented as the opposite of? Mammon, flesh, the law of sin. Point I mean is, when I call you an avatar of something else, I, you don't have to be a cowrie wearing witch. Mm -mm. Any force or reality or ideology or inspiration that is not in complete alignment with the will of Yahweh is a valid adversarial platform you can be an avatar of. And I repeat, it means Something has your faculties and is manipulating those faculties in the pursuit of its agenda. And God said to me, son, Bukhar is only applicable for those who will rise and shine because their light has come, that my glory can be seen on. And therefore, kings and Gentiles can come to their light and the brightness of their rising. I will not sponsor your bukar to be something else's avatar. 
But it's, it gets worse. Listen. Because it is the season of Bokar. Every entity that has an avatar is permitted to sponsor their eyes. Yahweh is not the only entity who will be bokarizing his avatars. And I fear that some of us are about or could possibly have the misfortune of rising in our carnality. That hell will get mileage from your exaltation. That you will someday Wasn't it Elijah who looked at a certain, Elisha, a certain man he was anointing and he began to cry and said, I see how you will kill, destroy, and vandalize God's people. And the man said, is your servant a dog? Many of you are not conscious of your capacity for disaster based on what currently exists, okay, let's say many of us, let me include myself, what currently exists in us. Some of you can't ever imagine yourself flying in prostitutes from another country on your private plane. But you can walk down to the, to the local shop to buy a porn mag. That's all you can afford right now. The difference between you and disaster is resource. So if you can imagine yourself leading the body of Christ astray, but you're currently leading your children astray by the life of hypocrisy you live at home. Your children have lost faith in God's sovereignty and, and, and integrity by observing you live a double life. The difference is notoriety. Let's take it further. So you can't imagine yourself ever embezzling God's money. You just keep giving excuses every month while you don't meet your covenant financial obligations with him. Are you hearing me? And so it becomes heaven's tool of mercy for a season to send you to a wilderness like Jesus. Every man or woman in scripture who came into a moment of their bukhar went from anointing or transaction to wilderness before manifestation. Read your Bible. There is a visitation 
There is a long season, usually, of pain before a time of manifestation. Why? Because God is saying, I don't want you to come into that like this. And every man or woman in scripture who, what's the word I'm looking for now? Who tainted their season of elevation, you could trace back the strand to the season of the wilderness that was not dealt with. While David was running from Saul, he was still a ladies' man. Imagine, like they say where I come and say you're carrying women, you know, I'm, I'm showing my age now. Imagine carrying women while you are in a cave. Can you imagine how sweet-tongued David must have had to be to have a harem while running? See, Pastor Tony, did I say pastor? Okay, maybe that's prophetic. Tony, the guy is running for his life and can still maintain a harem. Ladies are still attracted to him, knowing they will sleep on the rock in a dripping cave and may need to wake up early in the morning to run for their life. Then you gave the guy a palace with a smart water bed and servants bringing grapes. Stop, stop judging Bathsheba, please. Don't, don't judge her. She was, she was subject to an anointing of a different sort. Look at Moses. Do I need to go on from scripture? Look at Peter. And so when Jesus is about to fulfill, when he's on the edge of his bukar, God, God says to Satan, test my son for me. The Bible says the spirit drove him into the wilderness. It wasn't an accident. The spirit drove him. God said, Satan, please test that boy for me. After 40 days of fasting, I would expect the next thing to be and he rose in the path. No. It was, listen, he wasn't tempted. Listen, 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 listen. The Bible says he was tempted of the, of the, of the wilderness for 40 days, right? After that, after the affliction for 40 days came the test. Does that make sense? What were the tests? One. Manipulate covenant circumstances for your convenience turn stones into bread which stones he says these stones a particular set those raised up at the jordan when israel came over gilead as a heap of memorial to the lord does that make sense corrupt divine legacy for temporal expedience then after that, what was the next one? Jump from the temple 
the angels will catch you. Notice not from anywhere, from where? The temple. Chew on that when you get home. Exercise your faculty over God's gift on your life. Make it about you. Show off. Let everybody, listen, jump because it means, what I'm looking for now. So, um, direct divine grace into circumstances that you create for yourself as a demonstration to yourself and others of your validity. Or the final one. Bow to me, nod to me. Just, just see, you see, see, you see, everything you want, the kingdoms of this world, I'll give them to you. And as the Bible said, the kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdoms of our God and his Christ. Prior to that, he says, when he shall have delivered the kingdom unto God. What you were sent to collect, keep for yourself. And it is only after that test that the father says you're safe for Bukhar. How many of us are safe by that standard? How many of you can look in the mirror and say, I, I am ready to blow, quote and unquote. Give me some keys. Let me round up here. Let's go back to the avatar thing I spoke about. So, there is a requirement to be a witch doctor. Yeah, I should know. I come from a country and two cultures, both my mother's tribe and my father's tribe are steeped in generations of occultism. And the requirement is both past and present slash future. There is a training, someone say training. There is a preparation that goes into being a Sangoma or a Dibia, a Babalawo, an Ezemo. How do you say it in any, Dominda, how do you say it in tree? What's the word for witch doctor in tree? I should have asked a proper Ghanaian, right? <laughs> hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. Can you play what you were playing while you were praying just before I came on? That one. And it involves an initiation to the demonic pantheon you are going to represent. Many Christians that have died because they listened to someone like me preach and decided they were going to go and challenge a witch doctor, you would die. Hear me? Don't say, hey, I have the authority. No, 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 no. See, not everybody has that authority. 
you're dealing with a man who has eaten with spirits you hear me i mean eating with spirits who has been initiated spent time in the presence of had conversations with powers that the eyes cannot see probably has incisions on his body remember paul says i bear my marks but i bear my body the marks of our lord jesus hence let no man trouble me he has the marks of us of another lord has made sacrifices both both ritual and life sacrifices has the power to make men rich and yet lives in a mud hut has the power to make women pregnant and yet has no child could go anywhere in the world and live in any mansion or, or, or empowers people to live in mansions around the world and is stuck in some backward water village for you know has sacrificed a family member or loved one to that deity you wake up every morning with three square meals burp and say you are going to go and chat you will die cheaply but there is also a present price what you have done before does not matter that spirit requires a daily life of consecration to it for you to maintain the office and that's where many of us myself included if we're not careful at risk god is saying it doesn't matter what you have with me in your past in this season there must be a following after so that man wakes up every morning tony and goes to a room makes an incantation and renews a covenant with a spirit and offers himself a living sacrifice an avatar for the dealings of that spirit and the spirit rewards him with power with authority and with influence somehow a politician who is a billionaire will find his way to his heart to bow for power to win an election how did the politician how many how many of you have see if you ever see a witch doctor advertised in the newspaper i've seen some of them it's a quack the ones that need to advertise are quacks the real ones don't they don't, no 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 you know why the spirit will advertise you how many of us are ready to be a kingdom witch doctor to wake up every morning and say lord here i am find expression through me even at the cost of my desires at the cost of my agenda at the cost of my convenience at the cost of my comfort at the cost of others understanding me I'm going to pay a price to be a human nexus for your agenda and influence in the earth. And whatever it costs, 
even at the cost of obscurity. Because for many of us, that's the final test. Some of us will be qualified for Bokar when we die to the need for Bokar. When we no longer need to succeed or be elevated. When like Paul, we can say to live is Christ and to die is gain. I leave you with a scripture. I addressed this on the day that I unannounced led prayers this week. Let me have mercy on those of you who should have been there but couldn't be there and recap. Hosea chapter 6. We're going to pray today. Because like I said, the Lord told me June is the season to finish this transaction the season to complete this process Hosea 6 1 come let us return to the Lord he has torn he will heal us he has smitten and he will do what he will bind us up who tore who tore I thought it was the I thought it was your your uncle in the village or the spirit of Britannia who tore so who alone can heal who smote who will bind us up after two days will he revive us in the third day he will raise us up. Why? That we may live. Someone say live. In his panim. He told Abraham, walk before me. Be perfect. The next verse, the book all came. Live. And he's of purer eyes than to behold iniquity, we're told. He's asking not for a life of consecration. He's asking for a consecrated life. Not for a due you pay to have him bless your life, but a life you pay that he has no choice but to bless. He then says, verse 3, Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. Someone say follow on. Let's look at that same phrase in Philippians. Oh, Jesus. Shele baradon No, oh, sorry. I'm in the wrong chapter. Ooh, Shaladadadadabadiyatindoriyakipredela. 
Verse 7, but what things were gained to me, I counted loss for Christ. What things were gained to me, I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus. I count how many things? All things. For the excellency. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. Pause. If your idea of Bukhar is that anything that you are passionate about will succeed, you have missed it. If there is something that is important to you that you are trusting God to bless, you have missed it. If you have realized that your primary passion is the excellency of his knowledge and any other pursuit that he chooses for you to engage in is a tool to cover the world with the knowledge of that glory then you have gotten it are you with me in verse 12 he then says not as though i had already attained either were perfect but i follow after can you see that verse 12 if that i may apprehend that for which i am also apprehended i i, I took time to break this down on tuesday i've not attained what attained means i've not i've not met the standard neither were already perfect meaning i have not matured in essence paul is saying here that even if you arrive in this month of june not having met the criteria there is a window to erase your deficit in time that like the thief on the cross in one moment you can transact and make up for a life of error like abraham you can believe god and it be accounted to you for righteousness to apprehend means to arrest to violently take a hold of you know i you know i one of the one of my favorite prayers and you know i've been praying this for years but i like it when pastor tosin prays it's a way it sounds when pastor tosin prays that sentence he just does something to me lord we just want to take a hold of you every time i hear I, i'm like yes is like and and i don't think we get it because god is saying bokar from him is only for people who want to take a hold of him not have him take a hold of them where he becomes the obsession but the same way you got obsessed about that thing you couldn't let go of you come obsessed about him where he a, a, a walk with him and fellowship with him and an experience of his pleasure and his approval becomes so overwhelmingly obsessive and nothing else matters hear me i love my wife i love my sons but in comparison to him they almost don't matter and i know this sounds horrible to say and i told kadesh and jeremy i'd give them a shout out today kadesh and jeremy shout out i am a father to the degree that i express his agenda in their lives i hear me 
they have hopefully a good dad because they as human children don't matter in comparison to him such that I am free from my carnal love for them to express his godly love for them through me. So like Isaac, he will ask for the child to kill your inordinate desire for it. Then then say, father this child for me. Are you hearing me somebody? He will say, give me that wife. To destroy the inordinate connection then then say husband her for me so is a beneficiary of my love for god primarily over and above any other carnal human love i am now permitted to love her quote unquote carnally to the extent that it becomes a pipeline for that eternal love I admonish you to spend June conducting that same transaction with everything in your life that is of value including kingdom culture your love for Rev and Padge and the house should die in comparison to your sense of love for God and his agenda and he then tell you express that love and commitment through your relationship with the house and service to it anything else is ungodly and as your pastor I'm asking you to break any other kind of ungodly connection to this house if your preacher your passion for ministry must die to the point where God can tell you for three weeks, shut up and sit down. Three months, three years if necessary. And you now preach or minister or administrate that organization purely as a channel of your passion for him. Understanding that is his instruction. That is how you become an avatar. And it is only those avatars that he will sponsor the Bokharov. But there are other deities who will gladly sponsor your Bokhar in this season. If they have skin in the game. Lift your hands, let's pray. Father, I come today not as one who has already attained or were already perfect, but as one who in this season is ready to follow after. Staff my inadequacies in this area. Let your grace be made sufficient for us. Let it be the glory of the Lord that rises on us in this season, not any human and demonic agenda masquerading as spirituality. Let the halls of heaven be littered. Littered, Lord. 
with spiritual coffins of our flesh and agenda. As we die to all else but you and your will. And we hold loosely the physical manifestations of your glory you entrust us with. Unto you be all glory. Honor and power. Let us decrease as you increase in this season. Let the nations see you through the brightness of our rising. In the precious name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you. We give you praise. just wanted you to quickly pray this. Just say, God, ignite my passion for you. Ignite. Ignite my passion for you. That nothing else will matter in this season but you. Let there be a burning desire for you. Yes, we're living life. Yes, we're doing what we need to do in life. But let there be a burning desire for you. that we will be that avatar we will be the people of your presence we will be a people that lives by the spirit A people that are led by the Spirit.
Let there be a shift. And I'll walk with you. Move on our hearts. That we will know that nothing else matters but you. To get to the place that we can say that it's no longer I that live, but it's Christ that lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live unto God. Thank you, Spirit of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's just quickly pray for PL as he shared what God has put in his heart. That God will bless him. God will continue to do a work in him. It will fulfill that which God has called him to do. And live up to the call of God on his life. Let's lift up our voice and just pray for him. Father, we thank you for your son, your avatar. We pray that this is the season, oh God, that everything that you have said concerning him will come to pass. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let your will be done in him and through him. Do something new in his life as he has obeyed you, as he has done that which you've called him to do. In the mighty name of Jesus, let this be that season that you have said to him is the season of Bukha. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hope you are blessed by that word. We thank God for his word. Hallelujah. This is our season of Bakar. But let us take heed to what was said. Amen. On that note, we're going to um, just share some of the announcements. So. Get ready for the video and we'll be back to close. Good afternoon, Kingdom Culture. What an amazing weekend we've had from the Congress yesterday to today's service. Truly, God is doing amazing things in our midst. My name is Christiana and here are your announcements for the week. Our weekly activities continues as follows. Every Sunday, 11 a.m., our Royals, which is the children's ministry, they meet for their Sunday service. Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7 p.m., we have Life Group, 
And on Wednesdays, we have the quorum. The given details will be on your screen and they will also be in the description box of the video that you are watching. We will yet pray. Hashtag, we will yet pray. Join us every Monday to Friday, 6.30 a.m., 12 noon, and 7 p.m. for our daily prayer watches on this 24-7 Zoom line or on the YouTube channel, Prayer Culture Apostolic Hub. Our third, is it the third? Third consecration journey starts tomorrow. From tomorrow for seven days, we are going to be praying and fasting to commemorate Pentecost, the Feast of Weeks. So every day we're going to be meeting 7 p.m., to pray, including the watches that I just mentioned. But also on Tuesday and Friday, we will be meeting 11 p.m. on the prayer lines to pray. Do not miss this season. This is the season that we've been waiting for and talking about. Do join us on this consecration journey. Like every one of our consecration journeys, we will be finishing up with The Forge. The Forge will be Saturday, the 4th of June, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., 12 hours of prayer from a chant to a language of the spirit when you see a man pray for four hours in tongues i can guarantee you he's not just talking out of my belly today will the following Sunday, the 5th of June, we are going to have our General Assembly. Usually this will be in Nottingham. However, because of the forge being in London on the Saturday, we are going to be in the London Embassy on the 5th of June for our General Assembly for the month of June. Captivating women are back. Saturday, the 18th of June, Captivating Women will be meeting and exploring the Queen of Sheba. See the flyers for details. It will be at 11.45 at various locations. Do not miss this gathering. For any more information, such as Zoom links or any other information that you would like to find out from us, please do send us an email, contact at kculture.org. That's contact at kculture.org. It's been live. That's all from me. I'll catch you later. Deuces. Glory to God. That's life-changing, eh? These announcements are getting better and better. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. June is going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Who is ready for what God has to do in us and through us? And hey, June is the best month because that's the month of our birth. So, you know, we're ready for what God is going to do in June.
So we're just going to close the service. Father, we just thank you. We give you praise for what you've done. We thank you for your word. And we thank you for this season of Bakar. We pray, oh God, that we will be the people that you have called us to be. And we will stay in alignment with your word and with your will in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, have your way. And even as we go, we pray that you will go with us in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray pray amen and amen god bless you see you all next week and see you guys on the prayer line tomorrow morning bye for now